Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi folks, I'll just take a wee minute out here to talk about NordVPN. Now, NordVPN are official club partner of Rangers, so you know that they're trustworthy. And trust is a big thing on the internet. I'm afraid that you can't trust people because there are lots of bad people out there who want to steal your data. And if you are using other Wi-Fi to your home network, if you are out and about and you use Wi-Fi or your 4G when you're outside 5G, whatever, then hackers are able to get to your information and it's such a pain if you've ever been hacked and you've had to change passwords or you've had to change bank cards, etc. It is so, so time consuming and you don't need to do it because all you need to do is sign up to NordVPN and know you're protected. And of course, if you're ever going on a short holiday then you know what I'm talking about. You know where you can go to get absolutely thousands of options of where your internet is. But security is the key thing, let's face it. And you can get 73% off your NordVPN plan and a bonus gift if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand and use the code heart and hand. You will get up to 73% off your NordVPN plan and a bonus gift. So just go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand, use the code heart and hand and be protected. Get up to 73% off your NordVPN plan and a bonus gift. Christmas is coming. Hello everyone and welcome back to another gathering of the clans, so to speak, where we bring three of, I think it's fair to say, Rangers leading uh, fan media accounts together to basically have a chat with our mates and that's exactly what we're going to do today. My name's David Edgar from Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast and I'm joined first of all by CJ Novo. Hello mate. Um... Oh, it's good to be back, eh? I, I took a couple of weeks off. I didn't miss much. I don't think we've got a lot to catch up with. It's going to be a wee short conversation, I think. Ah, quiet, quiet today. And, of course, uh, making up the, the third musketeer, if you will, it's Stevie Clifford from Four Lads Had a Dream and Heart and Hand. 
Hello, boys. How are we all? It's a very Stevie Clifford day on Heart and Hand today because your Who Are You episode dropped this morning as well. Oh, yeah. So, I was uh, it was great to be on well, and I really like Alan, and it was a good show. And people have been really generous about the um, feedback. I, I had to laugh at the boy who said I was very level-headed and things. He obviously doesn't get the aftermath no, of no. games like you do, David and CJ. After so, match, after <laughs> match. I think I, I'm, begin, I'm beginning to call myself like Nyquil because I reckon I can calm you down. I get forty minutes to calm him down in the car afterwards after oh, a bad okay. result, and I reckon I may I manage it most times. But I think I might have struggled this week because, of course, Rangers are on the hunt for a new manager. Stephen Gerrard is now the Aston Villa manager. Who? Seemed to move very no, no. quickly. <laughs> no, I'm not better. You know, no, I'm absolutely not. Mate, not no. better. I mean, no I, hope Villa get, I hope Villa get relegated, but I'm, that's not, you know, and, and I just bought a Birmingham City tap. I genuinely did just buy a Birmingham City tap. But I'm not better. I'm not better. No, I mean, you just like the cause. You just like the colours. The blue white, uh, you know, not not better, not better. Um, hope he hope he's back in Liverpool in six weeks, but not 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 better. No, all, all joking aside. Actually, let's start with that. That's that's a debate. That's something that we've seen. Yeah. Some Rangers fans have taken it very hard. Um, well, we all took it hard. That's unfair. But some Rangers fans are are disgusted. He, he's walked out, which he has. I mean, he has walked out. There's no other way to put yep. it. Two weeks before a semi final. Um, Admittedly, with the club at the top of the league in that semi-final and still in a position to get out the Europa League group. So, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt he's leaving the club in a far, far better place than he found it. Not just him, incidentally. You know, you've got to give credit because they would get the blame if the club was in the worst place. You've got to give credit to those above him as well. But, Stevie, it's one of these things that I find a bit odd that, Steven Gerrard, uh, as a manager, all managers do this. They'll pull on the emotional levers because football support is irrational, isn't it? You know, when you think of the amount of time that we all put in to following this team and the emotional energy that we spend on it. Football support is irrational. So I find that a bit strange when someone makes a, a business decision, which this is, any of us changing a job, it's a business decision, but then to say oh, you've got to treat this as a purely emotional, uh, sorry, as a purely unemotional, logical business decision, whereas they're quick enough to then turn around to you and say, "I need the fans to show passion and loyal, you know, and all these emotions." I think it's a little bit cake and eat it. Yeah, of course it is. Um, if you ask the fans to be all in, don't expect them to be upset when you're basically said, you know, two days before leaving us, you know, it's all about Rangers and two weeks after giving such a a quite sharp um, rebuke to Emma Dodds, you're going to get a natural reaction from that and people are going to be emotionally led by it. So I, th- I think that that's natural. I think that that's a situation he created himself. But I don't think necessarily that the things he said at the time were wrong from a Rangers manager's point of view. But if he's saying that knowing that he had these feelings in his head and in his heart, then it's it's different. But it's been a whirlwind week. Um, I think that's fair to say. When this first broke, I wasn't sure that it was any more than a Newcastle-based kind of thing. Um, and then very quickly realised it wasn't. Um, the feel was different, emotion. wasn't it? Somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think straight away we we knew that it was was different. Uh, amongst ourselves, we 
we're almost spoke um, and, and we knew it was a different scenario. And as I said, it's mixed feelings because on one hand, I think that the job that he's done um, and if you go back to the Evolution podcast, David, we had a great not, time doing that. And it, and not, not, not for a while, true. mate. Not for a while. I'll be going back to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, in fairness, you're right, but I think that it, there were so many highs and, and so many kind of achievements under him that it's it's difficult for me to, to feel the kind of anger towards it. I'm disappointed, actually, but at the same time, I do think it might be the right time for everyone. If he does feel, and if his reasons are that um, he, he kind of wants a different challenge and he's reached his ceiling. It doesn't really matter what we think. If we think there's more to do and there's more to go, if he believes that, it'll then start seeping into the team and into team talks and things like that. And at the moment, he's left us in a pretty good position where the new man coming in hopefully comes in and revitalises, kicks everybody on, and, and there's not much damage done. So I cannot feel bad towards him for that decision on that basis in terms of if that's what he really thinks. I can honestly um, empathise and sympathise with anybody that feels anger and stuff because that's different. He's created that by his words himself, so I get all that feeling. But for me, if he had reached it, the kind of bit where he's saying, I don't want to do this anymore, I can't give anymore, I've not got the passion anymore, then I'm absolutely fine and I think it's the right thing to do. As controversial, CJ, maybe as that will be. I, mean, yeah, I, think I think you're being fair. You have to look at it for different ways. Yeah. Aye, absolutely. Um, David, I think we all had a conversation when the news first started to break, obviously. As we were having a break, I came back and I was like, boys, <laughs> this doesn't feel right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's exactly what yeah. I said. He's like, this feels different. And then it just unfolded. I think he'd done like an interview today and he says uh, they got the news on the Wednesday or something like that. They were interested. I think there maybe a wee bit of PR stuff going on there. It feels a wee bit like it happened a wee bit quicker than that and a wee bit earlier than that. But I think everyone's just it's one of those things that we put so much in the team and when you're getting it back, we genuinely fell in love with him and everything. When you look at where we were with the team and everything we had at that point and what we achieved last season and everything, you really buy in and then when you see him saying the same stuff to the to the new girl, do you know what I mean? You, you start feeling a wee bit maybe a bit jealous and everything like that as well. So I think you're being fair, um, Stevie. I thought you were going to come here and absolutely go crazy, but nah, I, I agree with you, mate. What about you, David? How are you feeling about all this? Sad. Um, yeah. I I don't think it's any secret that I was pretty all in on him um, oh, as a manager. I quite liked him. <laughs> Just I, a wee know, bit. Reasonably fond of him because yeah. uh, he had arrived at a time when we needed everything that he brought. We needed. We were a joke before he arrived, um, and he immediately stabilised the side. And he did of that. You know, he has Stephen Gerrard. He's one of the most famous names of football. He brought us that injection of glamour, and I just think a wee reminder that. We were a big club that, that, you know, so many people in that decade before had almost tried to strip us of that, that he brought back, you know, a, a lot of standards and whatnot. And he gave us 55, which is the most emotional title, as Stevie said, in our, our lifetime. Um, and for that, I'm grateful. But there is a sense, you know, when, when somebody that you don't want to leave, leaves you, be it a player, be it a manager. Then I remember I think, had this conversation recently, Dave, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's natural to, to feel, well, what have they got that we don't? In the case of Villa, what they have is the EPL. And, and that's what we yeah. don't, and the money. And we, we yeah. can't compete with that. I also wouldn't be stunned if it hadn't been communicated to Gerard by Liverpool that 
they felt he needed another shot, another, another challenge. If yeah. he was to get the Liverpool job in 2024, I thought it was really interesting. His contract with Villa's the same length as his Rangers one was that expires in 2024. I yeah. thought that was really interesting because for those of you who maybe don't know, Jurgen Klopp has said many times he will retire in 2024. He's going to yeah. leave Liverpool in 2024. So I, I don't know that. That's just speculation on my part, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't stun me. Um, so at first, there's a you know, huge, I didn't want it to go. But then I began to consider what Stevie said, which is, look, I've been in, and incidentally, I'm, I'm from a trade union background. Anybody that le- wants to leave a workplace, so long as they do it, you know, legally, um, and, you know, the terms are agreed and everything like that, I'm fine with that. Anyone's allowed an opportunity, including footballers, including football managers. But, I don't care about individuals. I care about Rangers Football Club. That's a sad truth, you know, and and I admit that. My love for Steven Gerrard was because of what he could do and what he did for Rangers Football Club. It wasn't because of him. Um, In a, you know, if it ever came down to a fight between Rangers and Steven Gerrard, I'd be lining up to give honours to Rangers. So um, I think that time is a great healer. I remember being devastated. I was only 13, right enough, but I was devastated when Graham Souness left and, you know, really felt utterly rejected by him. And now, of course, he's, you know, an absolute hero. And I think that time will be generous to Gerard with regard to that as well. I think it always is. Time is a, a great healer. But, um, yeah, I, I was, I, you know, the mix of emotions that Stevie described. I was disappointed. I was angry. I was hot. But, you know, you try to put your colder, more logical head on and you realise, you know, why he did it. Um, and then the other thing is, as Stevie said, and this is key, I've been in jobs where the motivation's just gone and it's a good job and I liked it and I liked the people I was there and I liked what we were doing, but I just needed a new challenge. I just felt the itch in my feet and I headed off somewhere else. And It's better for everyone when you do that. Because yep. otherwise you, you do just sit and phone it in. You do mm. just sit and phone it in, and that would have been horrible for Rangers. And I think, and again, this is very easy with hindsight, right? And I admit this so so straight away, because people might say, well, you never said this six weeks ago. And you're right, I didn't, because I didn't look at it this way. We haven't been at it this year, really, mm-hmm. up to the last two games domestically. I think it's fair to say that we haven't been at it. Defensively, we haven't been at it at all this yeah. year. And there are various reasons for that. You know, the, the squad was hit pretty hard by COVID. And you don't just get over COVID, incidentally, if you've had it. You don't just go, oh, that's me. I'm COVID-free. You know, it, it yeah. takes a while to get back to your your full your full thing. So this is a good opportunity. And I think, again, we are so conditioned by the last 10 years to focus on the negative. Um, and as you three, or you two, us three know, we get it a lot for, oh, you're so positive. Well, yeah, we are, I admit that. But yeah. I think that there are people that are quite negative um, because of what's happened to us. So I, I'm not having a go, I understand it. But then when you flip it and you, you do exactly what Stevie did, you go, hang on a minute here. We've got a good squad. It's top of the league despite not playing well. It's got a great opportunity here to go and play directly in the Champions League next year. It's in a League Cup semi-final. It's... Uh, you know, we'll still get the chance of getting into the Europa League, and even if we don't, we've still got a very, very, very good chance of getting in the Conference League, which would be a trophy I'd want instead of a serious goal winning. Mm-hmm. So, it's a hell of an opportunity for somebody. And then when you look at the names that have been mentioned, some of which have been denied, some of which 
we'll come to, you know, Giovan Bronkos, for example, yep. who cl- clearly are in the running as we record this. I remember the list in 2017, and Stevie, you'll remember it as well. It had Derek Adams and Darren Ferguson on it, for Christ's sake. So there's no doubt about the progress we've made when you see the, the, the list of names that are being linked with the job this time this time around. So, yeah, I, disappointed, hot, but I'm, I'm pretty good at, right, okay, that's done. And that's where I am. I'm like, okay, he's gone now. Take uh, but yeah. Not to say... When I watch Match of the Day, when Aston Villa take on Brighton on Saturday, I might not be going, wow, that's weird. Um, and feel a wee surge of, you know, emotion. That That is undoubtedly going to happen. But I'm far, far more interested in who the next guy is for Rangers and what it can bring. Because it, it's a new chapter, isn't it? It opens up yeah. a new door for us, Stevie. It's something, you know, it, it gives us it gives us a whole new, a whole new dream. Yeah, and see, before we get on to the new manager and our thoughts and kind of excitement and things like that, which I think it is. We're all excited about what comes next. I wanted to say something without sounding like a proper Rangers da, and it's, it's going to be impossible, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Can't wait. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really keen not to come around as being somebody that says, well, I'm glad that Stephen Gerrard's away now, because I'm not glad, because I think he's done a really good job but I think it's okay to say at the same time, I think it is right for everyone. And I think there's a difference in that. And, and I don't want our points to be misconstrued by sounding like, you know, the, the wee boy that's been dumped in the playground. Because it, I'm very thankful of the job that he's done. I'm very thankful of 55 and last season. There is disappointments along the way. Of course there is. But some unbelievable highs in Europe. He took the standards of the club, which were rock bottom, and took them all the way up with help of others, obviously. He's built what I consider to be a pretty damn good squad. And we have got, you know, real potential this season to have a good one. So I'm very thankful of him. And I realise that it's it's uh, not popular and, you know, some people are angry with him and that. And I just think that with everything that I've kind of said, I, I think that it's best for everyone. So I'm not, I don't feel bitterness towards it. I'm not. But at the same time, Without sounding bad, it's not like I wish Stephen Gerrard all the best or I'm going to keep an eye on him. My concern now, like David said, is Rangers and what we do next. Thanks for everything that you've done. Thanks for the standards you set. Thanks for 55, but I'm really excited about what comes next. And that's not a bitterness or not a kind of... You know what I'm trying to say? I don't want us as being bitter towards him now that he's gone. I think we're all in a situation where we're really thankful, really appreciate the job he's done. But the yeah. excitement comes because we're Rangers. This is us. You know, we're Rangers fans. As you said, David, you're right. We all love the club first. And the people that are driving it or steering it are merely guests in our life until they go on to their next thing. Like the players when they come and go, etc. So I'm, I I don't want to be like the wee boy that's been scored. I, I would rather say, great job he did. Really thankful. Sometimes you need a bridge between between the managers, you know, their jobs. And if he's hit the point, and I think he has hit that point, then it's great for us that we can kick on. And that's obviously mass, gentlemen, and this comes to the next thing, because I don't think I would be as calm and rational about it if we were looking at that 2017 <laughs> manager list, David. But we've been very fortunate. Some of the names, boys, and even if they have been debunked or, or they've been false or whatever, but we're sitting here, right, and there's names like Cumin. Frank de Boer, Frank Lampard, 
um, you know, Reno Gattuso. Then you look at the likes of Geo and stuff. That's exciting for me. That's a real exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's and, all, and and that's the excitement, you know. And and there's various, you know, ways you can look at it. But see, from me, that to me is is really exciting. It's unbelievable, and I'm really happy with the speed and and the way it's all moving along at the moment. I know we've all maybe I don't want to speak for you boys. Obviously, we'll go and talk about, it, but it seems that mostly everybody's all got an early favourite. But to have those names is a real indication, CJ. I think. Of where we are, and and we can be thankful and move on quite quickly. Aye, that's right, mate. You can appreciate the past, and you can obviously the only future that really matters to us now is Rangers and everything. And that's what's going to be the main focus for us. That's what we're obviously going to be looking at. And genuinely, future and the upon all that here, the, the future looks a bit bright now because the person who's coming in the jobs got a wee bit an easier job than what Gerard walked into a couple of years ago. You know what I mean in terms of the squad, where we are, yes. and that we're in a very very good position. And it's now an attractive prospect to come here now. And there is managers that want this. This is why you're seeing the list and everything. And that in itself is a testament to the job that was done previously. But again, it's about where we go now, the future. Because Rangers just keeps on rocking and rolling. And that's where we're going next. And the names that suit there, and some of the names you said, especially the one called Geo, just gets me very, very excited. Yeah, I think David, Steve, sorry, I think a key, sorry, I think a key point you made there, Stephen, um, that I think does deserve a wee was you you mentioned there about you're not saying that it's the right thing for him to go unqualified what you're saying is it's the right thing for him to go if he has lost his passion for the job and I agree with you because I think he has Um, and again I know this is looking back and seeing things with benefit of hindsight but that is the benefit of hindsight that's why it exists Um, that's why I directors you, make I, movies that something you have to watch twice to fully understand. Yeah, we get it. Exactly. Now we understand you know, it. <laughs> and I, I, I do. I, I think that's a great point. I don't want somebody at Rangers who is kind of one eye somewhere else. And so that's why you, I always go back to summer 1997 when I, I picked up a newspaper one summer afternoon, and um, it was Brian Loudrop. Chelsea want him. Uh, Ajax want him, and he wants to go. And I shot myself, right? And I was like, he cannot be allowed to go. We cannot let him go. We cannot let him go. And we didn't. And it was totally the wrong decision because that was not Brian Loudrop that year. Because mentally, when somebody checks out, they check out. Um. So, yeah, it would have been better in the summer, obviously. Uh, it would have been far better next summer if he'd stayed in one another league, obviously. But it is what it is. And you can't... Uh, can have that around the players as well because that can seep everywhere and that can really cause me a problem. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Players know, I think. Players, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think they already do a wee bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think so. I mean, especially somebody that's very intense. If there's any drop off in that, it's very noticeable. Yeah. Um, and I do wonder. Anyway, Stevie, you were going to say something. Well, all I was going to say was before we we kind of draw the line on. The, the kind of thanks, Stephen Gerrard, we're moving on, but would it be possible for you to kind of outline where we are? And I don't say that bad, I just mean that you've obviously official club partner, you've had the kind of updates over the weekend and things. So before we go on to discuss who's realistic and their excitement and that, what's maybe thinking, where are we exactly at this point of recording? Where we are exactly at this point of recording, as far as I know, 
right? And I do stress this, and I want to stress a couple of things. Um, Geo is obviously in the running, as as we record this, and there are two others. Rangers have denied, um, to me, to, to the other official media partners, to Sky. Rangers have denied that Derek McInnes, Frank Lampard, or Knutson, the Bodo Glimt coach, are contenders. They have said that two of the that, that, that two of the three man list are not names that are in the public domain at the moment, and that is as much as I know. I don't know who the two names are, and again, people say, "Well, how come you know that that McInnes isn't a contender, but you don't know who is?" It's because they've told me McInnes isn't isn't a contender, but they haven't told me who the two are. Um, one of the things you get a lot, and Stevie, you know this, is people go, "Ah, you kid on, you know more than us," and but but you don't really. No, I don't know any more than you because I've literally just told you what I know and now you know it too so you're right I don't know any more than you but that that's the situation when when the three of us are sat here at the moment recording that is the situation as far as has been told to to any media sources so the other thing was there was a lot of talk about an announcement today um Monday I I don't think there will be could be proved wrong by the time people come to listen to this, but I'd be very surprised. Um, Rangers have insisted every single kind of background statement to, to the press, doesn't matter who it is, has been, we will take our time and get the right appointment. And this morning they've actually said who the who's taking the team at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do that if somebody's getting announced at, you know, eight o'clock on Monday night. So you're telling me there's a chance. Eight Tell o'clock, is that what you're telling me? There's always a chance. You know, this is the thing about, this is the other thing about the three-man list, that somebody who's not on that, who's a brilliant candidate, could phone up tonight and say, I'd like that job. So that's what I mean. It's such a fluid situation that things can change. I think Rangers are, are getting in on their man. I think they know who they want. Um, and I think that... What they're making sure is that they're not going to be in a position where, if it doesn't work out with the top guy, that there's nobody, and it drags on. You know, we know we got burned by uh, that. Remember the six weeks, and then we go for Dent McInnes, and we didn't even fucking get him. That 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 was rough. So I think Rangers are are very keen to avoid any situation like that. Um, Again, it's a far better quality of candidate this time. So, I mean, that, that obviously helps. But the, the the names you mentioned, Stevie, you know, I, I think are people that were interested in the job because I think it, in fact, I know that it didn't come from Rangers, these names. So, of course, who did it come from? Them. Yeah. It's it's their side. That, you, you know, Stevie, you, Stevie knows how the press works really well. You know how the press works. It's any of these situations you look at who could have put that out. Was it Rangers? No, definitely wasn't in this case. We can say that absolutely because Rangers are, again, they lock down every... I mean, Rangers treat rumours the way the rest of us treat, you know, armed robbers. They just run away. <laughs> they hate them. Um, they do. They, they, Rangers wow. despise leaks, right? This is so, so true. It, it, yeah, it is, isn't it? It wasn't yeah, Rangers. It, really it was not Rangers. The, the, Geo is public because Geo's agent commented on it. Right, and obviously there was then pictures. Uh, uh, Rangers haven't confirmed this, but they haven't denied it either. But um, that's why that was was kind of the front of the the mix. But the names that you mentioned there, 
that have been kicking about. The reason that they've been mentioned is their camps have said to journalists, whatever, be it in their home countries, be it in the UK, oh, I we'd be, you know, not we're in the running, but just, oh, I we would take that. We oh, That would be a job we'd want to talk about. Put our names into those lights when everyone's looking at it, get our name about. Yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. the McInnes link came from... <laughs> that's a, unbelievable. A, yeah, it was a journalist who's a close friend of his, so clearly he's doing his mate a favour, and that's, yep. you know, that's a, a normal human thing to do. Um... Again, though, you know, the, the Rangers board aren't mental and any manager you've got to be able to sell. And that's why whenever I hear people say we should go for this coach and they pick a guy out who's coaching in the Czech Republic or, you know, Portugal or whatever, uh, not a glamorous name, not, maybe not even one that, you know, ordinary fans like us know. And they go, well, if you look at his track record and the ways teams play football and you're like, well, that's great. But our fans will shit all over that. Yeah. And if you don't have buy-in at the start, I think it's nearly impossible because if nobody really wants you there, then if you don't go off to a flyer, then you're screwed. Yeah. And I think we saw that with Pedro. That there was nothing for the fans. That's exactly to who I was thinking about when you were talking about there. Yeah. Just, you could you know, feel the, it. Yeah. You could be the best coach in the world, but if the whole range of support is kind of sat there with their arms folded, going, "All right then." Yeah. Um. I don't it's think I don't think, you know, taking off three year defenders at home at Motherwell one 0 down at half time really helped him that, that much. Fri- that frightened me a bit, yeah. yeah Michael <laughs> Allen at right back. Oh yeah, that was some time that huh? as it was a, uh, you know, John Torrell at centre half and stuff, I think we all went, Oh dear. So <laughs> yeah, at least we're not playing Motherwell this weekend. But uh, <laughs> no. it's usually my I went to Big X first game was against Motherwell as well. Uh, and yep. and Paul Le Guin's. Yeah, think about it because I was at those two games. Yeah, so you're right. It's a bit of a weird one. Uh, when's our next Motherwell game? That might be the week that we have. Can we get a bet on that? Well, we've just, we've just, we've actually just beaten. Odd slashed. So. There you are. Yeah. Uh, right, manager in three months, folks. When we, when we go, when we go for. <laughs> Please don't even joke about that because I could. No, no, I can't cope with that. No. But I, I do, but I do, Stevie. I do think you need that initial buy, and it's a wee bit like a relationship. I think you've got to fancy the person at the start. It might fade through time, and then the companionship and everything becomes a thing. That's great, but. I think at the start there's got to be that ooh feeling. Ooh, yeah, that, that's what it was like when Gerard walked in. Do you remember like when we all oh, heard yeah. about the news, the reaction, and we were talking and everything like that? It was mental. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Everyone right for the start, and that gave us the boost. I mean, let's go, still gets Chani. That was like literally one of the first things they said, and everyone bought into that right away. So, no pressure on the next guy's first press conference. He needs a line. <laughs> Geo has it. Geo has that buy in. If you yeah. look at the. Oh, I 100%. You know, people would would take that and I do think it's important and you could be the best coach in the world but if you walk in and the fans shit all over it I don't think you because the press will then pick up on the funny foreigner thing and it just becomes a, a nightmare every yeah, little thing come after you sorry Stephen no no sorry boys I was just saying David I think that's a really good a really good point I don't think that if Geo for example comes in and I was going to ask you boys like what direction you wanted to go in so I may as well um, before I kind of put that back to you and then answer it myself. I was going to just say, David, I agree with that 100%. You're not going to get that angle with Geo. One, because it's not possible for them to do it. And two, because we would never allow it. Mm-hmm. Immediately with Giovanni, like it's like a long-lost son. You know, We've already got that affinity with him. You've already got that relationship. And, you know, after uh, the Rangers history on Twitter put up the, or the Rangers clips one, sorry, 
um, put up the, the clips of all these goals. You know, we were practically fawning all over him. I certainly was. <laughs> yep. And um, you just remember how much of a Rolls Royce he was. And and to be to be fair to Gio, he was such a good player, but he slightly went under the radar because he wasn't the superstar of that team. Which sounds really strange for a guy we got eight and a half million for, but he wasn't. There was other players in there, like Alberts and Amarusos and Newmans and stuff that were better. Um, not better, that's the wrong word, but higher. Bigger. Yeah, aye, bigger, bigger profiles. In the yeah. eyes of the yeah. fans and stuff, whereas he just motored along. And when you look at his highlights, look at the things he's done during his career. When you look at, um, you know, going to Arsenal, winning the Premier League, going to Barcelona, Champions League glory, etc. Then going to Feyenoord, this guy arguably... Internationally as well, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, coaching, uh, sorry, not coaching, uh, captaining Holland and what they did in uh, the World Cup and stuff like uh-huh. that was there. Arguably, and again, I don't want this to become a dig at anybody else, but arguably his track record footballing-wise is, is bigger than anything, but he just doesn't have the name, perhaps, that, that's in oh, our past. Uh, one hundred million percent because you used a great phrase there to describe Gio. He just motored along and he did. He was like a Rolls Royce. He just yeah. his whole career. He was just class. Here are the reasons. Oh yeah, I mean, but but so here are the reasons that I would be happy with Gio. And, I, and I'm not saying he's my preferred choice, folks, because I don't know who the other two are. Okay, so but here's why I think Gio, who we do know about, would work. One, that initial buy-in from the fans, very important. Two, that buy-in from players, because he walks in and he says, hi, folks, um, this is my full collection of Scottish medals, which you don't have yet, most of you. Um, I've I've got these, right? Here uh, is my EPL medal. Here are my La Liga medals. Here's my Champions League medals. Oh, and this is a photo of me captaining my country in the World Cup final. So you've got that buy-in from the players straight away. They can't, he won't fail to show me your medals test there. Thirdly, he knows, and I think this is important, he knows that it's tough to go to Motherwell or Hibs or Dundee United. That yes, your Rangers and you should win, but that if you don't go there with the right attitude, you can come a cropper. I just think back to Le Guin coming in and thinking, well, four games a season here against Celtic and the rest of it is a doddle. And he never got his head run, actually. It's not a doddle. Yeah, they're not great teams, but they fight. And yeah. if you, you're not up for that fight. Um, and lastly, and this, this might sound silly, but I think it's a, a, a decent argument. He plays 4-3-3 with high fullbacks. Yes. Meaning you don't have a manager coming in and saying to the players, right, mid-season, I'm ripping up everything that we do and we're doing something completely different. And you've then got that couple of months where they're trying to get their head around it. I think a manager that walks in and says, I'll make some tweaks, obviously, but the basic shape and structure remains the same. Um, How often do you see a manager walk into a side mid-season, completely change everything around, and he doesn't have the squad for it? And you've got guys playing out of position, and and it goes wrong. So those would be the reasons why I think he fits. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, Especially that last one there. And actually thinking of another name and everything, you're very similar, because I remember when Frank DeBoer went to Crystal Palace, and he tried to put his 4-3-3 in his there when they would used to play in a certain way. And it only lasted, what, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, because they Three genuinely, weeks, uh, huh? uh, they just could not accept the change. They couldn't get used to it. So I do think, as silly as that sounds, it is so important to get a manager's philosophy that already matches the team, especially when we've built our squad. It's not as if we're just going to be buying loads of people in, and we're not like one of those teams that just sort of buys whatever manager comes in. We've actually built our squad season upon season. 
season. So I really think the the fact that the manager's philosophy fits with the team is so important. And I think that'll be one of the main benefits if Gio does come in the door because you look at what he brings, like you said there, David, it's the advanced fullbacks, it's the four three three, but it's a lot more attacking as well and a lot more penetrating. That's something that we talked about over the last couple of months. We've had that conversation that we would like to see we tweaks here or there with your current four three three. So we're almost getting what we've been asking for. Not quite the the amount of changes we were expecting and hoping for, but it could actually just whiff away any of the little bits of staleness we've had around the squad so far this season and just get us going in the right direction. So for me, it's no silly to try and get a manager who has built his career up and everything like that, using a formation that fits us perfect. Because to me, if we are going to be still be successful this season, I think we'll need that. Stevie, here's a point I wanted to ask you about. Is it, there's some, in terms of that fresh, good feeling, when a manager leaves and it's not a sacking, and incidentally, that's a point we should maybe remember when we're talking about loyalty, that, you know, if he'd been doing badly, we'd probably want him fired. If he'd lost, if Gerard had lost on Sunday, for example, in the League Cup semi, um, <laughs> there might have been the same shouts. But when a manager leaves that you don't want to, that you want to stay, right, and as I say, there's that sense of rejection, do you get a boost as a support when somebody is I want to be there, you know, like, cause this isn't, it doesn't appear to be any way that we're having to persuade somebody. This isn't like Murray with his four months to persuade Paul Le Guin. And then when he got here, he realized he actually didn't want to be here. This is, they, they appear to be, no, I want this. Does that help? Does it just in terms of the sense of, I don't know, newness around the place? Yeah, I think it does. I think it helps the, the fans, and I think that, that it helps the players as well. You know, the, as I said, we don't know, right, what went on. So we can only surmise and we can only say that things haven't looked great on the pitch. They haven't looked terrible, but it's been patchy. I think that's fair to say. So we can now legitimately sit here and wonder, just wonder because we don't know definitely, but maybe there was a wee bit of staleness in the dressing room. Maybe the players are feeling that a wee bit themselves. So then they get the the new guy coming in and if the new guy is the aforementioned Giovanni Van Bronckhurst who has such a record he brings that excitement he'll bring that intensity and straight away he will demand that Rangers be quite you know be on it we've got a fixture list now which I think is advantageous to the new guy and I was explaining this to somebody last night and, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is he will very quickly find out just where the, the team are in terms of he'll have an idea of what he's going into. But we're about to hit a fixture list, which is quite tricky, but it's all good big games. The appetite should be there for the players and the appetite should be there for the club to really go and kick on and push the season on. If he was going into games where, say you had a wee run where it was you know half a dozen games where we're expected to win quite comfortably, I don't think he learns anything from the players in that situation because it's very easy and I don't mean to be disrespectful to beat Ross County 4-5-1 at Ibrox because we're expected to do that and we should be doing that so he doesn't learn very much but in games where we need to dig in and big semi-finals where we need to perform and things like that he's going to see instantly and very quickly in the next six weeks exactly where we are and exactly where we are for him which is important as well so I think that there's two ways of looking at it that's quite advantageous in terms of the guy coming in. And we'll hope that the lift's going to come from that. And they'll know, and as you said, David, a very good point, we would hope that the players would be sitting there going, well, there's four or five guys in for us. 
he's in for it. He really wanted it. He's got the reputation. You know, whoever it is, as you said, we don't know who the other guys are that's in there, but whoever it is, they've fought off another couple of guys for this job. They're keen. They're going to be ready to go. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that positivity is going to spread. And you often see you get a bounce. So I'm, I'm very keen for that. And just a wee bit, boys, in, in terms of, of Giovanni Van Brockhurst and, and just to follow on what you're, you're saying, I, I'm not worldly wise in terms of, of who's out there and, and in terms of who might want it. So I can only really speak about Gio. But I think the formation thing and the whole seamless transition is quite important for me and which is why it, why it swings it. I'm looking forward to the wee tweaks that he might bring in terms of playing wide or playing with fullbacks the striker having a, a kind of second body behind him. Yep. And, but yep. the, the, the point man, who I think, and we all hope in our minds it will be Alfredo, if he's playing right up top, so he likes his forward to, to basically be the point man, to be the target man, but to dominate defences. And I think that, or I hope that, that might be Alfredo 18 months ago. So one of the big things that he'll the new manager will maybe have in his mind, or quickly have, if say he does bring in a Scottish coach or whatever, they'll maybe say to him, we need to try and get Alfredo back to Alfredo 18 months oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, and if God, he's yeah. playing... That'll be the first thing on the board. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's key. I think that's... Can we have our rampage in Buffalo back, please? Yeah, and if we get that right, in this formation that he might bring in, Geo, which is basically what we're doing now, but with alternative tweaks, I think those alternative tweaks might favour a, a, a formation as it currently is, that had become slightly reliant and predictable. And I don't want to be seen, again, I'm repeating myself, as being critical, but that wee fresh injection amongst everybody, amongst the squad, David, just like you were saying, and, and the players, I think, will buy into it, and so will the support straight away. So we go to Hamden, hopefully on Sunday, with the new man in terms. And I'm going to put it all out there, I hope it's Gio. Right, I really do. Yeah. And the sad thing is, it could probably be Zidane, and I'd probably still think, I really want it zero. And that's <laughs> really bad. Like, you do, do like realise that there will be an article on some yeah. website saying that Stevie Clifford, the four lads, has said that Zinedine Zidane will be Rangers' next manager. Yeah. You do realise that, He is you? one of the secret free. That's yep. it. It's out there now. I'm in it. So, But we still want Gio. So, yeah, I, I think I'm it just ticks so many boxes uh, yeah. at this point. CJ, he doesn't age. He looks exactly the bloody yeah. same as he did when he pitched up 1998. It's, it's remarkable. <laughs> um, oh, totally, man. He's got a picture. Definitely was, a picture in the law. I was going to say, regarding, see, the, like, there wouldn't be a drastic change in the formation as well. See the fact that it's now December and we're playing like every five minutes. There wouldn't be a lot of time no for the time. new manager no. coming in on the training ground to get because it's like any game, 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 game. So I think that will be important as well that he can slowly but surely add PCs during each game if it is obviously Gio and he does play his four three three. Then on this, you know, and this is something I take great pride that Rangers haven't had many managers, right? I think it's remarkable for a club that's 150 years old to for the amount of managers we have, and I take great pride in that. It, it keeps the job special. However, you can't exist in a in a vacuum. Um, times change. And I do wonder, and this is not just Rangers, this is every club. I wonder if there is almost these days a sell-by date of four years-ish, you know, maybe a year either way, where a manager can get his methods and his message across 
and then it's just never decreasing circles. That there there will come a high point in that, and then you know because you're dealing with mostly the same players in that mm-hmm. state. You know you don't. Um, is there a cycle? I suppose is what I'm asking. And then it's either the manager has to completely, you know, either change the squad round totally and start again, or is that himself, case, yeah. reinvent yeah. himself. There with Ferguson, of course, the king of that. But in the modern game, it's three, four years, and then maybe it's time to get new eyes on it, new blood into into the veins. Well, that's what Bayern Munich do, even though they win everything all the time. Like every three, four years, managers out, new managers in, managers out. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely spot on there. That's actually a really good way to put it. I never thought of that before. We've actually we we spoke about this, David, in one of our journeys, not with the manager, but in terms of of the squad. And and we've kind of made the point, and I've said that sometimes to freshen a squad, you have to sell your best player to get the funds in to then be able to shuffle the pack and, and switch things around. It's maybe not necessarily what you want to do in mm. terms of you always want to keep, like, you know, ideally you would have your best players in every position. But sometimes for a club like Rangers who don't have the EPL tap, like Ajax do, they, they sell their best, they shuffle it round and things like that. And we've spoke about that before and we've made the point that that perhaps we'll get to that we'll get to that stage, maybe January next summer, etc. But what's actually happened is that it's happened with the management. So inadvertently, the, the points that we've maybe made to each other and, and kind of chatting as, as we do, um, because, you know, when we take a journey, we're, we're just doing what we do now, but mm. which is top rangers. And we've um, inadvertently, what we've discussed, I think, actually happened in the managerial position. So I, I don't, I, again, it goes back to, to, to what we've discussed and, and the, the whole point is that I'm trying to look at this as being a, a positive and, and not get bogged down in anything else. Half full kind of guy. Yeah. Like that. Well, because yeah, you know, well, it is a choice. Because, yes, you, you can say that, oh, it's terrible and everything's going to go rotten. Or you can say it's going to be great and everything's going to go well. Or or any point in between. It's entirely up to you. We don't know. There's, there's no way of knowing. And therefore, it, it's a perfectly legitimate thing to say. that um, I don't think it's that far-fetched to say that if... Rangers get the right guy, then it could be a positive because yeah. you know obviously at any appointment at any stage hire their own guy and it will go tits up. That's a fact as well. But if you get it right, then you you give yourself an opportunity. Stevie mentioned something there. I just want to touch upon um, with both of you. I'll start with you, CJ, but then I, I want to get Stevie's input on it as well, which is as always happens. When a manager leaves, he's linked with ex-players. Happens at every single club. <laughs> yeah. um, he'll be linked with a couple. Now, the two, obviously, that, that we've been linked with are Kent and Kamara. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people were kind of, oh, God, our best players are going to leave. I mean, my take on it is it's not like our best players aren't up for sale anyway. Yep. Everyone in that squad is available. And you know, don't kid yourselves on that. Everyone in that squad could be sold if an offer comes in at the right level. Um, I don't think this increases or decreases the chances of those two going, to be quite honest with you. Thoughts? Ah, that's pretty much it. Like, it. No matter what manager goes anywhere, David, it's always the exact same. And we're obviously kind of focused on Irvine, so it's really blown up and that's all we're focused on. But if you look at anyone around the place, I mean, Eddie Howe at Newcastle, even though he's got all this money, he's still linked with like, some players that he's worked with in that previously in the past. That would just be for everything. But at least um, if we do end up moving people on it's and they are going to the Premier League, that usually means there's a bit of a price tag there, so that'll be all right. So I'll be all right with that, but like you said, it's a sales market. 
Yeah. He can hardly come in and say, for example, I'll give you five million for Nathan Patterson because all Ross Wilson needs to do is, well, actually, I've got this clip of you here saying uh, yeah, that's, I, a laughable, yeah, that's a laughable <laughs> amount of money. So, you know, he could hardly do that. Stevie? Let's just be clear of one thing. Um, I love the dramatic Vera. pause. I it was. I, I, go, I couldn't it find. Me. Sorry, I, I, I couldn't find the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've ruined! I thought you. I thought you were like Daniel Day Lewis or something. I, I thought it. I, I thought it was like an actor, and he yeah, was like, yes. "You got me." Like, I was. I was intrigued that you. Oh, right, go for it. Sorry. So no, sadly, it wasn't planned. It was a uh, more for dramatical and uh, not for dramatical intent, unfortunately. But what I would say is, Mister Gerard, that if you come back in January and you start pissing us around, then excuse the French, everyone, but. The thought of it does kind of annoy me. If he comes back in and starts doing the Nathan Patterson, you know, seven million bids and all that, that's when my patience will, will run thin with him. Because at the moment, you know, I'm all right with what's went on, etc. But if he starts coming in and trying to disrupt people, if he comes back for players, I've got no issue with that in terms of, like you said, David, it's not like we're playing a game that we don't know the outcome. The outcome is that if they hit the price tag that we believe they're worth, then they'll go. So if they, what I want from him is if he does want Joe Rebo, and I think that Joe Rebo is more likely than Glenn Kamara and Ryan Kent, perfect, to be perfectly honest, because I think that, that Joe Rebo was... He always spoke about Joe Rebo, and he didn't really speak about others as much. He loves Joe Rebo. Yeah. So Joe I Rebo think, started the last 22 games, is not or something like that? Yeah, he, 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 loves, he absolutely loves Joe Rebo. So say he came in and bid $4 million for Joe Rebo, I would be set to get in the car and, and go in a words, you know. But but my point being is that as long as he does it properly, as long as he does it with the same standards that he would have wanted when he was here managing, then if he comes back in for players, it might actually be a good thing for us in terms of trying to get that player trading model. And we've got to remember as well, say we are short of seven million this season, which we've spoke about, the potential for January funds wasn't very high. Now the money that's come in for Gerard might plug that somewhat in the, in terms of when it gets to January, if we make a player sale, that extra two, three million might be there. So that goes back to a wee point I made a couple of minutes ago about sometimes you have to lose somebody really good to try and freshen up and, and go for places um, that the manager might want to go to. He's going to, say it was Gio or say it was Ronald Koeman or say it was whoever's been linked. They're going to want some of their own players as well. So mm. in order to do that, there might be a wee bit of um, player trading to be done. But the great thing about that is we've been left in a position where we can do it, where there is assets in the squad. There is £10 million players. Even if other people don't want to set that narrative, Yanis Hadji straight away, £10, oh, yeah. £12 million. Pounds, oh, you know? yeah, yeah. So we know it's true. And, and what it does, there's scope for things to happen and there's scope for things to do. It's very, very unusual. And I don't think, apart from Sunis leaving, that, that Rangers have ever been in a position in my lifetime where we're top of the league, we're in a semi-final, we're doing okay in Europe, but we have an asset full squad where we can trade and we can do well. So there's lots of scope and excitement for a new manager coming in. And I think that'll be one of the big draws to this job in terms of maybe why we have seen a high calibre of name interested, because not only have you got the opportunity to immediately try and win silverware and kick on, you don't really have to uplift the squad. It's a different kind of challenge. You're not having to come in and lift the squad, you're having to come in and just carry them on and give them a slight boost. 
but he's then got the opportunity to play with that squad how he thinks. It's like the ultimate game of football manager, really. Oh, it is. I mean, the, the circumstances are pretty decent for a manager. And, uh, you know, that, that if you are the, the right mindset, you're, you are looking at it and seeing opportunity, which is what you want in a manager. You shouldn't be That's looking at word, it. Yeah, you shouldn't be looking at it and be seeing the negatives. You should see, uh, you should be aware of any negatives, but you should obviously be, be more excited about the possibilities. Um, last week, I sat and watched Nathan Patterson fire Scotland off to, to the playoffs, for the World Cup. And this got me thinking as well that the manager, I think the previous manager had made pretty clear Tav was his number one guy. And there's been some debate about whether he should be. I I wonder then, we hear a lot from managers, they come in and they say, you know, it's a blank slate for everyone. And I don't think it is, right? Because I think a manager arrives and he goes, well, he's up top. You know, I've watched the videos, I've done the stats. It's him, 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 him and him, right? But does that perhaps open up opportunities for players, CJ, who maybe have been a wee bit down down the pecking order? That new boss, you know, impress him in training, get your shot. It, you know, he's a new manager isn't beholden to any player, or rather beholden's not the right word, but doesn't have three years of loyalty instilled in him, yes. Yeah, I think absolutely. And I've seen a lot of people and I've seen some comments and we say, oh, the, the team's going to be really, really doing or maybe down tools around. But I actually think it's going to be the exact opposite. I think we've got a really strong competitive squad. We've kind of touched on that, Stevie, and um, perfectly talked about it there. And I think now when someone else comes in now, they'll know that every single spot, there's nothing new, there's no loyalty being built up, like we just said there, there's nothing that's been previously done. It will be a clean slate. And you're looking over at your space, not even just Nathan Parks and Tavern, you've got Calvin Bassey really chasing down Barisic in the left-hand side there as well. And you can see that all over the park. And that's that's why I get excited about the new manager coming in. And I'm thinking it's going to be very, very... I think it, it might be a wee bit safer, like maybe the first game or two. Um, David, I think that will be one of the ends where it'll kind of stick to what we've came to expect. But... As the months never go by and you start seeing this testing period that we talked about earlier on in today's video, that for me is just mere positives and that's why I'm so excited rather than being the negative about Gerard leaving and all oh, this is going to go wrong. I'm like, no, there's players there, there's really talented players now and they'll get an opportunity to shine and guys like Haji and Bakuna are maybe the more advanced role centre of the park, open space up on the wings and everything for other players. Like you probably hear it to me. I'm buzzing for that. That's generally one of the main things that I'm most excited about. Yeah, I don't quite see um I don't quite see Stevie why it's an automatic tools downing thing when a new manager comes in. I would kinda hope it would be the opposite. Absolutely. Yeah, I've not considered that viewpoint that the the players would would down tools. I don't I don't think that's correct. You're gonna look, there's gonna be players in that squad that are disappointed. And there's going to probably be players in that squad that only came because of Steven Gerrard. But they maybe only came at the start because of Steven Gerrard. Bang but on. what they will have seen since they've been here, the passion of the crowd, the size of the club, the training facilities, etc. I don't think they're going to you know, spit the dummy out and, and be all upset. And then you get yep. the other side of it, you'll get the players who maybe didn't think that they were getting the best out of their self under the situation and under the management and... You know, you could throw a few names in, but I don't think that helps. But let's just say that there'll be some players that haven't reached their potential that we think this season that'll mm -hmm. maybe be relishing a new challenge, a change of formation and things. So, yeah, I mean, you know, let's look at it in, in terms of something that I've picked up on the last couple of days. It's slightly miffed. Like, people go for sensational headlines, like there'll be some people 
at the club who'll be happy Steven Gerrard have gone. Of course there will be. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be liked by everybody. That's not sensational new news. That's a pile of shit. If I like if I left my work tomorrow, there would be people that would be delighted. There would be people that would be upset. Not as many as there would be that would be delighted. However, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. So I don't think that I think that's sensational headline grabbing, right? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, and and when he, from what I've heard, you know, Stephen Gerrard was predominantly well liked, and he had the respect of everyone. Of course, there's going to be players that are a bit miffed that aren't playing, etc. So no, I mean I don't. That that's one thing that, that that I have been keen to kind of say, and I think all this talk of it really gets on my tits actually. This talk of problems and issues when somebody leaves, like I think that's an easy and poor narrative. I'm not Absolutely. saying it's all wonderful, CJ, but I'm just saying that it's a really easy thing to say. You know, a guy leaves and let's slag him and let's take digs at him and stuff like that. I don't think that's correct. Was it all rosy? No. But I doubt you go to any club in the world and it'll be rosy anyway. But I, I realise I've went off and a wee bit of a kind of... Oh, I like it, mate. You've got spicy at the end. I like it. It just annoys me the last couple of days. Like, you know, the headlines all things yeah, and that, right? I, I think that's a nonsense, mate. Honestly, I do. And, and you go anywhere in the world and there'll be players that like the coach and some players that are a bit miffed or not playing. That's natural. It happens everywhere. But I'm just keen now... I'm excited. I think we've got a really exciting fixture list. We've got a big semi-final. We've got a big game in Europe. Then we've got big games in the league. You know, so I'm excited now to kick on, boys. Get somebody in and just get behind them. There'll be enthusiasm. If it's Geo Hamden, will be like I, I see, like a whole <laughs> Dutch game. You know, yeah. oh, I will be. <laughs> the the crowd will be up for it. The excitement, the positivity. That's going to feed itself onto the players. Players will be out to impress. Players will be kicking on. See that we. Five to ten percent we've maybe not been getting because it's a bit stale, or yeah. maybe for some people and stuff like that. Then you know that'll all be back. And plus, Ryan Kent's back, and he looked absolutely sensational. And he'll be wanting to kick on, and you know, and and while this is going on, he's just been at the farm with his horse, you know. I so love that. I genuinely love that a bit. Aye. So I'm a bit concerned about Andy Fur, but apart from that, <laughs> I I feel for Andy. Um, yeah. I've got it. We'll be devastated. But... He'll be devastated, but um, yeah. Uh, I look. I, I to, to your point, Stevie. Can, I can't name an office that I've ever experienced that there weren't people who liked people and people who didn't like people, um, and some people who loved the boss and some people who couldn't stand them. Um, I did it, show me a group of fifty people where they're all busy mates, and I'll show you fifty liars. Uh, it's you know, it's it's complete nonsense. Um, but as you say, it's an easy it's an easy grab. Um, right, lads, I think that will do us for today. I thought it was a yeah. very fun chat. I thoroughly enjoyed it anyway. Um, Stevie, the highlight of any episode, could you just do your plugs, please? Oh, no. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's probably That's it. Right, great. Right, we'll move on. Unreal. <laughs> unreal. Yeah, the consistency is unbelievable. I know. I know. Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Man. Every month. <laughs> oh, right. Honestly, for about two years, every month. <laughs> Everyone, that's the only reason I, I, I do the first 55 minutes is to get to this point. Oh. Stephen, yes, where can they find more of your stuff? Uh, Twitter, you can find Four Lads at a Dream. Uh, yeah. We're on Instagram and, and Facebook as well, but predominantly Twitter. You'll get uh, weekly blogs, trying to um, keep up to date with reaction to hopefully a new manager later in the week, and we'll preview 
the stuff you also find us bumming about on on heart and hand as well really grateful to be on alan's show obviously today here with you boys and hopefully we'll be back doing the doing the shows and, and things as well so yeah hopefully have a, a few things david coming up um, regarding the, the kind of women's team and maybe trying to maybe see if we can do a wee bit more on the B team as well. And and I know that, that Heart and Hand do a brilliant job listening wise, but hoping that if, if people want to maybe read a few interviews and things, they'll they'll come and visit Four Lads of a Dream. And you can find that obviously just by typing in Four Lads of a Dream on Twitter or Google and it'll take you to the site. So yep, got there in the end. I think that was a Wonderful. pretty decent plug. Perfect. That was that was the best one you've ever done. Yeah beautiful C- mate. CJ you're back. I am indeed, mate. I sometimes you come back, eh? I left after a six one win, I came back in Gerard's gone. Never take a break again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever right, uh, I, I am I'm back on YouTube now doing all our usual breaking the um, discussing the latest news and games and that. So if you want to watch some things, we'll be over on YouTube, CG Novo nine nine two. I might change yep. it to CJGO Fan Broncos nine nine two. It's a bit wordy, but I like it. Every bit that's why that's why he's called Geo, because there's just too many syllables. Did you I like it. It's like it's it. uh, it's it's back to my theory about why Rory Loy could never have made it at Rangers because <laughs> if you were a bit pissed at the game and he was on the bench, you'd be going, "Bring on Loy Roy, bring on lol, dear fuck it, bring on McLean." Um, I, so I love, that was why. I love the long chance. names. I always think back to when my dad took me to buy the Rangers top. He's like, "What name you want to buy?" I went, "Lovingkrantz." And honestly, I've never seen a guy. <laughs> <laughs> face drained so quickly in my, his entire life from just being like really happy two quid a letter honestly that's um, why there were 50,000 kits with moulds on the back of it <laughs> that's uh, how I am convinced of it. why Haji is currently so popular I've this, got yeah, doubts about sorry. it Boys, listen, I, I don't mean to, to get a job pin right but my dad got me, do you remember the old NTL that had white, blue and kind of dark oh, yeah. right? Peach. Peach. And uh, I remember him phoning me from the shop, and he's like, okay, "So what you want?" And I said, uh, "V dot Bronckhorst." <laughs> and you could hear the woman relay the price to him, and he's like, "Do you really need the V and the dot?" And it just wasn't be so much of this conversation. But yeah, I've got oh, that oh, up in the loft. This is why I am such a wank, right? That when I look at you know, I, I, I collect tops but I've still got a lot of my old ones right that's what started off the collection and on the back of every one of them Edgar Nine, as yes. if I was going to get a fucking game you know as if they, <laughs> as if one day Walter was going to turn around and go ah oh, that's that's Ali come off that's that's Jury no playing well here Davey <laughs> one dude you, you've, you've got your you've got your shots and it's only 750 yeah, you've got your you've got your name in the back, haven't you? I, I do, I do, and you've got the wee patches on the side. I fucking do, I do. Right, you know, have you get have you get boots? No, but I'll play my guys. Um, I uh, yeah, I was a twat. Right, folks, thank you. So I'm on. Oh, by the way, I'm on Heart and Hand on Patreon. So if you want to listen to us, that's what to do at Ibrooks Rocks on the Twitter. I've had a ball today. Thank you so much to CJ. Absolute pleasure as always, my man. To Stevie, my bud. Yes, boys, listen, uh, I think that's one of the best shows we've ever done. Yeah, and to be able to react to such a, a difficult situation um, was brilliant. So, yeah, let's do it again soon. Absolutely. We'll be back next month, folks. So until then, I'll, I'll steam ahead on whoever's captain the ship. We'll talk to you then. Take care. Bye-bye.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.